Hey mama, Shaz here. I'm a millennial mama to a toddler, a makeup artist, plant mom, and oh, editor at Sassy Mama. Join me as I chat with other cool mamas and dads to get the scoop on family life and of course, top tips for getting your babies to sleep through the night and how to help your tweens go completely device free. <laughs> Just kidding, but we'll try our best. Welcome to the Sassy Mama Unfiltered Podcast. Okay, confinement, the period after birth where many moms in Asia have the practice of confining themselves at home or indoors for some 40-ish days in order to recuperate. Uh, it differs from culture to culture, but speaking from my own Malay background, we've been taught to stay confined for about 44 days. And we eat healing foods and consume herbs like jamu uh, in order to restore our health and let the body heal after taking a beating of sorts from pregnancy and labour. So today we're going to talk about all things confinement, how it went for us um, after the postpartum period. And today with me is Gracie Chai, who is a stay-at-home mama of three, children's book illustrator, and the artist behind Happy Homebodies at the Art Ground in 2019, if you remember that really, really fun installation. We also have Beata, who is our Sassy Mama senior editor. She's also our resident foodie and a mama of Two. So she knows a thing about uh, a thing or two about postpartum, even though she's never done confinement, but she'll talk to us about that later. Uh, so Gracie, uh, I only know about your big sharings about confinement because you were so open about it on your Instagram stories. And uh, I know a lot of your friends were asking questions about it also. So your, your story is that you didn't have a confinement nanny and you did it on your own. Um, how common is it in the Chinese culture to actually have a confinement nanny? I think it would be it would be more of um, a common thing. It's associated to when you do confinement, you would want to have a confinement nanny around, you know, just to help with um, the prepping of the meals, taking care of the baby and giving the mum some break. And the dad too mm. as well. Mm. Right, right. Okay, so because I remember your friend actually replying to one of your uh, Instagram stories and then saying, oh, uh, let's normalize not having any confinement nannies, you know, because it seems like it's a very common thing among the Chi- uh, in the Chinese culture. Whereas in Malay culture, we either have our own mothers or mother mothers-in-law actually taking care of us and then everything else is pretty much um, on our own. So tell us about how you actually did yours. I mean, without a confinement nanny and you had two older kids also at the time so it was just you and no helper that's amazing tell us how it went okay um maybe we maybe it's because we had experience already with our first one we didn't have my mom with me as well so how it works in the chinese um, community is that we if our moms and our mom-in-law can't do it then of course the confinement nanny comes in but it's more commonplace to have the nanny in because everyone just assumes that it's just easier Mm. you know to hire somebody um and who who knows how to do confinement preparation to take care of you so with my first one, um, my mom actually flew overseas to attend my sister's graduation. Mm. So our kid came in early. My firstborn was yeah. premature, so it wasn't planned. And we just had to learn on the fly. Yeah. You know, we had no one to help us and everything is... It's okay, it's okay. <laughs> yeah, so we have little baby Zion here with us and he's so precious. She's kindly here with him today talking about all things confinement and it's only because um, she was sharing so openly about her confinement stories uh, with uh, little Zion that we are here talking about this whole topic. 
Okay, so my mom was actually overseas um, attending my sister's graduation when my first one came prematurely. So I had no concept of um, what confinement practices were, just that it was... Um, you know, among your peers, everyone's like, oh, confinement, who wants to do that? It's not yeah. cool, you know. Yeah. It's cool to just, like, not do it. And, mm. and and what's all these weird practices? You know, we just didn't take it seriously. And mm. I didn't take it seriously at the point of time either. Right. So what happened after I came back from the hospital was that um, my aunt came to visit me because I have no mom around. I have no mm. confinement any around. She came to impart some wisdom, so to speak. Um, this is immediately the day after I came back from the hospital. I was showering the hospital off of me. Mm. And I answered the door. Um, with my hair drenched and in just like a, a sleeveless shirt and some shorts on, you know, typical home clothes, Ooh, right? Controversial. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know any better. <laughs> so the moment I swung the door open, I actually felt a chill. Or rather, before that, I was feeling really cold already. Like mm. I was like, "Why is my feet so cold?" And then when I swung the door open for my aunt, I was like, "Wow, very, very cold." I can feel like a, a gust of a chill, right. and it's just the the, the just swinging the of the door. The door yeah. And when my aunt saw me, she was like. Everything no, no, no. you are doing is wrong. <laughs> Let me tell you about what you're doing wrong. Right. So she sat me down and she's like, your hair is wet. You're not wearing any socks or any any, any uh, floor slippers. I bet you're feeling cold. Mm. And I was like, how did you know? Right. Yeah, so that's when she imparted the wisdom of like, um, you got to keep yourself warm mm. because when you give birth, um, you lose a lot of energy, mm. you know, and if we were to um, convert it to English language, like we lose a lot of energy um, giving birth and, and all that, you should protect yourself, like wrap yourself in cloth so to keep, um, yeah, to just keep yourself warm and yeah. um, slowly revitalize yourself. Mm-hmm. So only after your aunt came in, started telling you everything that, w- that went wrong, then you actually took it a lot more seriously? Yeah, because I believed her when I felt so cold, Yeah, you know, if... If I didn't feel so cool, I'd probably be like, nah, this is mm, hogwash, you know, right. it's not It's not true. It's right. just a bunch of like rubbish, you yeah, know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, because there, there is this tendency to just be like, um, uh, yeah, all these old people, like what do they know? Which yes. is so silly of us. Right. It's so, you know, it's unwise of us, right? Right, right, right. Um, yeah, so if she didn't set me down and if I didn't felt the chill, I would probably not have listened to her. Mm. So she taught me more than just how, what clothes to wear, um, how to bathe yourself or how to keep yourself, like, you know, um, how do they warm? say it? Like warm, yeah, yeah. warm, and and what foods to eat mm, as well. Yeah. So things like that, that. So initially, you didn't even have anything planned. The for only your... thing I had planned was the confinement food. Ah, okay. That's all. So that would have at least been sorted. Yeah, right, food would right. have at least been sorted. Mm. But everything else, I probably would not have known or right. would have bought it. Yeah, yeah. Just from an outsider's point of view, I was yeah. interested to know what does warm and cold mean because. Is it the Westerner's interpretation of literally feeling cold, as you're saying now? Or are there some more Yeah, there's deeper nuances meaning. to it, yeah. yes. So there is that cold and hot as a temperature kind of thing. But there's also this um, constitution that you're born with. So each person has a constitution of like whether you're born heaty, so to speak, or cool, or neutral, or it could be even damp. So damp is a combination of heaty and wetness. It's, 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 I know it's very hard to, to understand if you're not really brought into that culture, you know. But um, we all have this natural constitution. And the foods that we eat or the environment that we live in affects the, the imbalance or the balance of our constitution. So we want to stay as neutral as possible or true to our own constitution. So let's say if you belong to the heaty constitution, if you eat foods like durian and stuff, right, you can... It's okay for you to take it. But if you're a cooling person, you eat just a little bit of uh, durian, you could feel very, very, very like, you could fall sick very quickly. Mm. So, you know, it's that, it's that balance that, that, 
had right. I, it's a constitution seed. Yeah. And if you're imbalanced, it doesn't mean that you, it, so that means that you're more prone to sickness of yes. some kind. And it yes. Could, it could sort of present in different ways. Different manifestation. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. yeah, yeah. Right. So yeah. let's say, let's say if you feel like, um, or like, like stepping into the room just now, you felt really warm. So I would predict, I would assume that you have a more warm constitution as opposed to if someone coming in and be like, oh, I'm so cold. Mm. When the room is like neutral. Mm. So that person would have more of a colder constitution. Mm. And I mean, for the un- uninitiated, what are the main practices? Because obviously you've spoken about keeping the body warm mm. um, and, and not coming into contact with water. And no, you no. can come into contact with water. I mean, hygiene is still very much important, but it's just how do you take care of yourself? How do you dry yourself after you've showered or after you've done the dishes? So some people are really, really... Um, um, okay, the, the the real the 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 older generation would be like you should not even touch water. So some people would be like you cannot shower. You just have to take a rag, a wet rag, and just mm-hmm. like towel oh, down right. that yes. kind of thing. And no washing of your hair for an entire month. Not even doing the dishes. Like you don't. Yeah, you just don't touch water. Don't touch water at all. Yeah, yeah. you can brush your teeth, love. Yeah, yeah, just yeah. Basically, just quickly like, yes, dry yeah, up. Yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah, spit it out. So. I think modern day context. This is that's this wisdom passed on from like really ancient China, right? Where mm. it's cold, but they have no electricity, True, that kind of thing. Exactly. And now in modern day context, we have hair dryers. So after you shower, make sure you shower with warm water. Mm. Then quickly blow dry your hair so you don't let dampness penetrate yeah. penetrate in any further. Right. Um, and showering at the time of day is also yes, very yes, important. Yes, yes, yeah. yes, yes. Don't shower at night. Right. Yeah, because it's yeah. colder. I mean, you know, typical. I mean, it's quite. How do I say? Um, you would want to say it's common sense. Yeah, yeah it's common sense. it's not for a lot of people, you know. Like, Beata, hearing this, I is have it? no common sense <laughs> no, no, when not it comes that. to... Not that, but it's like, when you hear of the whole, I yeah, grew up with this whole... common to me. Yeah. I mm. grew up with this whole, like, don't shower at mm. night. You don't know what you're going to invite into your body, you know, blah, 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 all this. But yeah. you as somebody who's never yeah. been surrounded by this, it's probably new. Yeah, I mean, when I go for a massage nowadays, uh, you have a massage, mm. and I guess some of the practices building up heat within your body yes. and mm. movements. And then I, they often tell me, don't drink cold water and yes, don't, yes, don't yes. have a cold shower. Yeah. Like, oh, but that's completely alien to me to, <laughs> right. to link the two. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, I guess yeah, cultural yeah. influences just yeah. make a point in, in whether or not it's common sense. Mm. Is it safe to say that from your second pregnancy onwards, you did like all the confinement practices to a T? Yeah, yeah. Right. <laughs> okay, okay. So I put on the socks. Actually, so after my aunt spoke to me, right, on the first run, I already did all those stuff. So I put mm. on socks. I make sure I wore like long pants, even though the weather was so hot long sleeves covered my neck right. you know everything right, yeah right. so yeah 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 it's yeah. interesting I, I remember seeing that you are so extreme that you even wear gloves yeah. to sleep How yeah yeah in yeah the world do you do okay that? so it's just because so we have an aircon room so mm. okay there are there are kind of like um gray areas to these things you know so um, some people would not recommend even sleeping in an aircon room or have the fan like blow directly. So d- the f- direct blowing of the fan is a dead no-no. Mm. But aircon, it's kind of debatable. Yes. You know, so long as the vent doesn't like... It's Hit not you direct. directly. Yeah, yes. yeah. yeah. And, and if you are wearing warm enough clothes and you feel... You don't feel too sweaty. Right. Right. It keeps you like feeling nice, mm. not disgustingly so yes. gross and, and perspiration all over you. you yeah, know? yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but it's a great area of love for those mm. who truly like stick it to the tea kind right. of um, confinement yeah thing. yeah and I remember you sharing also saying that, that some people are even go even further the by mask. wearing a mask <laughs> like a ski mask yeah, just yeah. with the eyes yeah. and the and the mouth <laughs> cut out for the mouth and the yeah. nose that is a lot I think okay, that's extreme. I, even yeah. the gloves I need to wrap my head mm. around but the arthritis I guess it's more of like arthritis right. like you know wind going into your knuckles mm. and things like that so 
the, the, the practice stems around for if you touch water, if you touch water and then you just not dry, you let it go, like this, you let it air dry, mm. the wind, Chinese say, the yes. wind goes into your knuckles and that's where you get arthritis. Oh. So things where your joints are, like right. your ankles, your knees, your shoulder blades are in that area. These yeah. are the most susceptible areas for women folk, right. like these areas. Yeah, so you, we yeah, want yeah. to keep these areas warm. And if um, your joints are just left to be... Um, air dry then right. the wind comes in and you get arthritis yes. so that's the concept right, so right. it was interesting when I spoke to some of the, the people who read my stories and they're like oh yes I felt it I, did, I didn't want to believe it I didn't believe it I didn't practice it and now I regret it mm. so we have I had a lot of those people um, sharing with me their stories right, too right. so it is like tried and tested you know if people who, who, do, who, don't, who don't do it they mm. feel like oh, I definitely should mm. have because now I'm feeling all of these you know after effects of all the the cold the wind and all that and I think it also will um, it, it will follow you on all the way into yeah. your yeah. your you know your elderly stage yes. as well yeah so for me my confinement was uh, I would like to think pretty chill I was the same before getting pregnant before having, uh, giving birth I was telling my mom do I really need to do all these you know stay in the house for 40 days and not eat cold food and all that because um, you know, if, if Westerners can can be up and running and doing all the regular stuff immediately after giving birth, why can't we? <laughs> yeah, yes, I think so that's she, the common right, concept. exactly. And we and we are so used to it because we see it in on TV, we see it in um, you know in pop culture and all that. Mm. And there's such a um, culture of uh, bouncing back into your your pre baby body and all that. So I wasn't thinking too much about slimming back down after um, getting pregnant and all that but I realised I mean if the pregnancy was that bad I can't imagine how bad it would be after giving birth and the body is so weak and all that so I did my due diligence and um, I ordered confinement food and I had a, a confinement lady come in for my massages yeah. for my postnatal <laughs> massages oh my god it was, I wanted one of those you oh, know I you really did did. no because I had um, cesarean oh, right. so I really what do you call it jam, jamu uh, it? The, the jamu massage is one and then mm. there's another one which is just like a natural like healing massage oh. doesn't actually have any jamu involved but it's more of the techniques of how they push the wind out oh, so nice right yeah so <laughs> it's very similar so yeah the Malay culture has a lot to do with um, you know the, the importance of uh, whether there's wind in your body or, or mm. not so um, but my confinement lady could actually uh do massages on women with cesareans so she would just avoid that area I and she see. was well trained yeah so she was trained in a way where she knew how to do it on women who's had c-sections so for me uh and we didn't have a helper at that time also and my mom uh didn't really help much she just came over visited here and there but we were pretty much on our own so it was me my husband and the baby and um yeah actually when i think back it was stressful because of all the pressures of like new mom mm. but thinking back it was quite a nice time like I had food delivered every day I had massages for like 10 straight days and it was bliss <laughs> although like you know sometimes the baby will be crying outside <laughs> you, you know that kind of thing but yeah I think if anybody asks me about confinement I will tell them you really really need to have these things in place because you are going to be just so messed up mm. after giving birth no matter if you did it naturally or by c-section you wouldn't be able to pick yourself back up right away you know so Beata you gave birth in Singapore but because of the fact that you have a British background and also uh, uh, you grew up in Kenya right right yeah. so 
you didn't this confinement practice is not something that's part of your culture or you no, weren't No, and I hadn't really heard of it until I moved to Singapore mm. about 11 years ago. So yeah, I ha- it wasn't really even on my radar. Right. Um, and there's only, you know, once I was talking to other mums and um, had Singaporean friends who were discussing confinement and um, looking for confinement nannies that it became something that I knew about. Right. So I just, uh, yeah, gave birth and my parents came over to help me. Um, didn't have a helper for my first child. And yeah, it was sort of uh, recover, I had a C-section and um, get on with it really. Mm. <laughs> so yeah, it's yeah. Uh, a whole different practice. and. I'm just really interested in, in confinement because it's more, you know, is it something that you go into yourself because you want to do it or is it a cultural expectation? So, right. I think it's a both, you know. So mm. some, some women folk, they don't want to do it. And um, and I guess that's the reason why I wrote about it in my story. So that to, to tell them that, hey, you know, there's wisdom in this. It's been passed down for centuries and centuries. The women before us, they've gone through it. And to think yourself, like, wiser than than these things, I feel that there is a... A bit of pride, you know, mm. involved. Like, you know, I can just like do it without without all these um ancestral arrogance. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's that. And I want to tell these people, like, you know, there is so much importance in taking care of ourselves. We need to take care of ourselves as well. I mean, first, then we can take our care of um take care of our kids. Yeah, so if we're sick and 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 just not not healthy mentally, mm. physically, I think it's very hard for us to love our children the way they we want to. You know. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So, Beata, for you, it was more of, I remember you telling me, it, you had like a personal pressure to kind of just get on with well, it. Well, yeah, it was, I think it's just the expectation to, I mean, just getting on with life. And uh, it was, yeah, you, you see sort of A-listers kind mm. of give birth and bounce back immediately. And right. so I think there was a bit of internal pressure to show everyone that I got this, yeah. you know. Um, and also, I think with your first pregnancy you know it's, it's exciting to show off your baby right. and to you know you want to get out there and you want to look like you have it all together <laughs> also I think yeah um yeah and I, I think one of the interesting things for me is um just that permission confinement might give you to mm. be at home without expectations yeah. to have no everything pressure, yeah. organized and to show the world that you're, you're coping as a mom and and I guess, the, but then the flip side of confinement is if you're not interested, if you're not wanting to do, wanting to do it, if you feel like you're pressurized to do it, it's imprisonment. Yeah, yeah. It, <laughs> the, the word confinement <laughs> comes into play. Yes, um, it's true. It's true. There yeah. are women folk who do not want to do this. They feel very pressured. Like, why do I have to dry my hair immediately after I shower? Why mm. do I have to eat all these kind of weird foods I've never eaten before? Why do I have to wear such like? Yeah, I mean, for you guys at like Malay culture, you guys mm. are always covered up, which is great. So you right. don't have that. Yes, like you know, the Chinese like, oh, why do I have to be covered up? You right. know. I, I want to wear shorts and, 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 and sleeveless tank tops all the time. Right. So there are people who just do not want to, you know, go through confinement because yeah. they just want to live their own lives. Because I guess if you are confining yourself on your mm. own with no help, the, the worry is you ha- you never know, no one will really know if there mm. is an issue and how to identify. Right. Well, on uh, the other the other side of it is when you do go back to uh, the hospital for your postpartum checkups, the you know your gynecologist, your OBGYN, OBGYN will give you a questionnaire and so that you will rate yourself and how mm. you are feeling. I mean, as much as possible, I f- you should be honest, and I guess they should be asking the husbands uh, these yeah. questions as well. How how has the mannerisms of your wife been since you went home with the baby? Has it been uh, you know has 
everything has everything been going okay and all that so mm. i guess that would be a a way to kind of detect um you know baby blues or postnatal depression has something to confirmate so to put pressures upon mm. the moms right so let's say if the moms they You hear it all the time that you know they're having problems breastfeeding. Yes. And then sometimes the confinement nannies they are not pro breastfeeding because right. they come from a generation that yeah. is different from us. Yes. They come from a generation that formula just just give formula. Right. Don't don't stress yourself out with like no um trying to nurse or the worst they will say is you don't have enough milk. Mm. You know, um just see the baby is always crying because right. you don't have enough milk or your milk is not good enough. Yeah. And I think that's very stressful for a new mom who really wants to be a breast, you know, to yeah, do a breastfeeding yeah. journey with right. the baby. Right, right. So sometimes those are the the negative things that can happen when you don't have a nanny that is you know on the same page as you right, are. Right, right, right. Yeah. yeah. And I think yeah. it just depends how much support you get while you are doing the confinement, I right. would imagine, because yeah. you know, if If you have people come, you're still allowed guests. Mm. Can, yeah, yes, yeah, you can. Yes. yes. So yeah, if you have yeah. people coming and checking on you, yeah. and you have someone to to talk to, because that's right. what I think I would struggle with. If you are, you know, in your home on your own with your baby, yeah. and you yeah. just social life. Yeah. Normally, right. you know, one of the great things is when you're a new mom is going out and meeting other new moms that's and true. swapping stories and mm. giving each other tips and feeling as you're part of a group. Yeah, yeah. Um, which has its own pros and cons because then you're. You're, you're using your energy, ah, right. on, you know, to go out. And if you were just at home yeah. focusing on yourself and your mm. baby, perhaps you would be calmer and have more energy for for that. Right. But uh, the flip side of it is that you, uh, yeah, you, you socialize. You be able. You you can sort of talk to other people about how you're feeling, and perhaps that might combat. So you know, if you're on the fence with depression mm. or um, struggling with anything, any issues, mm. you, you might have someone to help you identify. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Well, I guess for for whatever you lose when you don't do confinement, you make up for with that. You know, the whole socializing socializing thing, and yeah. a lot of expat moms here, you know, do a lot mm. of these um, baby meetups and yeah. stuff. Like that. Yeah, I mean, I think uh, sort of looking back on my own sort of pregnancy and, and after having given birth, I think mm. you know if there's that initial stage of you want to prove that you can do it and you want to get out there and it's exciting to go and mm. show off your the new challenge. baby and meet yeah. other meet friends and discuss your baby but you know on the flip side of that you if you had permission to be at home for 40 days or you know someone just said it right this month is to look after yourself to yeah. concentrate on getting back to you know get understanding your baby even and yeah. if you don't sleep at night you have the whole day to catch up rather mm. than feeling you had to spread yourself thin about you know other chores and um yeah. i guess so should, it is a gift in a way to be able to do that yeah but we should yeah. come up with like a postpartum plan that has the best of both yes, worlds exactly. <laughs> we need to get that um monsieur yes. Yes. good food right um, yeah and also i have the chance to like go out meet yeah. friends and socialize with other yeah. moms because the fresh air could definitely help also yes yeah. And some exactly. bit of indie from the sun, right? You're right. at home for yeah. a whole 40 days without <laughs> any sunshine. Yeah, yeah, that definitely. Would affect me. Definitely. Yeah, but I think more... Uh, uh, the confinement practices, I feel, is more on the resting part. It's not really closing yourself off to the mm. rest of the world. Restriction. Correct, right. yeah. We, that's not what, what um, you know, a lot of um, mm. these these practices actually aim for. It's more of resting and recuperating, healing the body, mm. not so much of closing yourself off to everybody and not meeting. So that's why we still accept guests mm. um, so that at least you have, you know, uh, interactions with family members, friends and things like that. Yeah, but yeah, it would be a good way 
way if we could mix the two cultures together yeah, take and take the best of both right yes. normalize yes. the going out and meeting friends but also normalize the staying home and resting when you need yes. to and when you feel like it yes. yeah. maybe it's the word confinement yeah. mm. that's, that word has lots of connotations right. a new nice one yes <laughs> yeah Gracie so you actually uh, this is your third baby yes And your husband actually helped you yeah, with your... Yeah, he's my confinement husband. Yes, he was your... You called him your confinement <laughs> nanny. It was amazing. So he was the one handling the yeah, meals. Yeah, I think it's awesome because he's Australian. He mm. has no concept of this until like we fell pregnant. Uh, I fell pregnant. Right. And I was like, hey, you know, we have to do confinement, right? Yes. You know, so what's great about him is that he's willing to chip in, you know, do the dishes, do the laundry, um, wash the baby's bums, mm. give them showers, things like that. So I'm really appreciative of the things that he do for, for you know, to help me to recuperate. Right. Right. Yeah, so so long as we sat down and so long as our food, my food is covered, mm. I think there's not much really else to do other yeah. than just letting me rest right. and just nurse the baby. That and your kids sick. at the time were how old? Your older kids? So my, with the third one, right. my kids are, um, they're turning six and turning three. So they were pretty much like independent. They are independent, of, yeah. but of course they would try to come on, come come to me and want to play the baby Aww. or want to snuggle, that kind of thing, you know? Right. Yeah. yeah, so, yeah. And can I, sorry, can I ask? So, Confinement nanny is different to the night nanny. What's is a night a, nanny? Is it a night nanny or night? Ah, so that, What's a night nanny? That is the more thing. <laughs> okay, Angmo, yes. Called an Angmo. No, the 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 night nanny thing is a very uh Angmo thing, and yeah. I only know this after watching Tully. Remember that movie? Yes, yes, yeah, yes. So in in that movie, she thought she had a night nanny who came in and then take took care of the baby while she rested, sort of, right? So isn't it a very like common practice in the in the UK? No, I, no, I don't really. I only know people who've done it in Singapore. Ah, night nanny specifically. Yes. Oh, okay. Yeah. So come and look after the baby and right. basically. But I I understood it to be more of an all encompassing thing. So mm. who would so someone who would prepare the meals for the mother, yes. but then also look after the baby at the night, in, you know, whenever needed. Yeah. So traditionally, do, confinement nannies here in Singapore, I wouldn't know. Um, do they do? Are they living? Yeah, they're lived in. So okay. there's pros and cons to those things, mm. right? So if you got yourself a really good nanny, yeah, and like you know, yeah, she mm. will take care of everything for you. When the baby wakes up at night, she will be the one to pat the baby to bed or um or give the baby his milk things like that right but if you have a bad one then so one of my one of my friends story is that she had one and the nanny was more of a hassle than a help because oh, she man. she crept into bed into the bedroom one night next uh-huh. to her and she just popped her head out and she's like um i'm scared why i think your house is haunted so oh, she had no. to take care of the nanny instead of the nanny taking care oh, of them oh no <laughs> Oh no, that's unfortunate. Yeah. <laughs> wow, but it is actually quite common. I know that there are agencies for these confinement nannies now, yeah. right? And there's long wait lists for the really good ones. Wow. Right. Yeah. right, right. I've heard of uh, postpartum centers opening up in in Singapore where they actually, you know, ward uh, women after labor, and then they actually have all the confinement. Um, services available so you've got nurses and uh, professionals waiting on you wow. for food and you've got massages uh, you know it's, 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 it's pretty like much yeah it's like <laughs> it's really not, it's pretty much like a postpartum staycation so nice. it sounds amazing <laughs> I'm pretty sure it's very expensive but yeah it, it, that's I guess what they want to replicate if you can't do it at home mm. and you want to have this like you know very luxurious mm. feel to it and actually have professional uh, people who know what they're doing and experts um Uh, backed up 
Uh, but it's interesting because it, confinement is obviously a very Asian thing, isn't it? Mm-hmm. It's in lots of countries within Asia, but also in Latin America, there's mm. called I think it's called the quarantina. Quarantina. It's like right. 40 days, and that's where the ah, word quarantine comes from. Yeah. But also in really old, old, old Britain, I think mm. ah. it was done. It was called the lying in month. Oh wow! This is in Chinese, doesn't it? Uh, yeah, yeah. It translates yes, as sitting. Yes, yes. Lying month. down. Lying yeah, month. the lying month. Yeah. Yes, wow. the month of lying down. Yeah. Right, right. So do you know ah, much about it in the UK? How, how no, I mean no time? one. I don't think it's a practice now. I mean oh, we're talking right. like centuries yeah, old yeah, back tradition. Then. Um, so what happened? Do you think that custards divide? Yeah, it's interesting. I don't. I don't know. Um, I don't know. Modern life, women becoming career women and all that. I guess. Yeah. Yeah. So, Gracie, I think we would want to uh, have your advice on, you know, if um, any of our listeners out there are expecting and they don't have a helper and they want their husbands to take (laughs) over and be their confinement nannies, how do you actually get it done? (laughs) Because choose a good husband. Yeah, yeah, number one, (laughs) step one. Let's let's start at the beginning. <laughs> yeah, because you know you had to introduce him to the whole confinement practice yeah. in the first place. So he did. He came yeah. in did not knowing anything. So definitely there would have been some sort of training beforehand. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. So yeah. I mean, with the third one, I actually trained him to cook more because you know it's just not possible for now with the needs that we I, we have in our family house. So for me to also cook and prepare their meals, so I did train my husband to cook a little bit simple meals, like you know, steamed fish, porridge, whatever mm. you know. Um, but I just told him. Uh, there's nothing really much. I mean, you're not handling my cooking, confinement foods. All you just need to do is be a dad. Right. Just wash the baby's bum. Yes. <laughs> you know, that's... Right, to just, right. you know, play with the baby when I'm tired. Mm. You know, things like that. Um, yeah. Yeah, just be a dad. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so how did his relationship with uh, your older kids um, get better also because of it? I think I mean, it's a trying time though last year. Okay. Last year was the quarantine. All right. right. So did, mm. I think there was the stress of like having to juggle work and yes. be a stay-at-home dad. Right. But overall, I think we're just all learning together, mm. you know. Yeah, yeah. And would you say that you're in a comfortable place right now, the, the way your family dynamic is, is yes, going? Yes, yes, yes. But we can always grow. I mean, we can always, there's things to learn. I mean, yeah. we have bad days, we have good days. It's not a perfect family Yeah, life. yeah, yeah. And that's all of us, I think. <laughs> <laughs> that's amazing. Yeah, because when when I saw that, you know, your, your husband was so hands-on and <laughs> handling everything, like it was nothing, it, it's, uh, it was really amazing to see. So I'm just thinking, you know, down the road, if I do have more children myself, um, how, how would I even begin training my husband for all this you know because before before uh, we had our current helper mm. I we didn't think that we would need one and I was also imagining this whole like oh okay you're gonna make me breakfast and <laughs> I'm just gonna wake up with the baby it's a la da like you know roses and butterflies <laughs> but of course none of that none of that happened I pretty much handled uh, you know I, I get I had all those services in place so that we wouldn't be stressed out mm. uh, in that way although he was very very hands on mm. also and he still is so yeah just something to keep in mind in the future <laughs> so hearing about this now Beata would you want to go through confinement if you ever had <laughs> if well, you ever had a third baby <laughs> I think it's really interesting it's, it's, it's hard to know I think it depends how the idea is presented mm. if it's an expectation that my parents and my grandparents you know presume put, me yeah, to do and upon you, yeah. I would have to follow all these uh, sort of rules to the letter Um, it would make me nervous Mm. because especially as each child comes you get the whole process becomes easier you kind of know what to expect Um, and I worry a bit that you know mums who follow all these practices and are literally confined which is 
what they're meant to not really leave the house, right, for mm-hmm. 30 or 40 days. Isn't there a danger of um, people not under- knowing if they have postnatal depression mm-hmm. and that feeling cut off? I mean, yeah. for myself, I, um, I, you know, had a C-section. I spent the first couple of days, week at home, but then I had to go to the doctor a um, certain amount of time afterwards to, to check on everything. And, yeah, it was just out, out and about doing things. Um, I mean, if confinement was more like a gift like mm. here is your permission to mm, stay at home right. and you know we, you want we want you to be cherished and nourished mm. and looked after if it was presented in that light yes. I was like oh that doesn't sound too bad oh, actually I'll, I'll take right meals come you know that <laughs> yeah, come to me oh, I'll take yeah, massage yeah, so yeah, I would yeah, love yeah. and if that's if it really comes from a feeling of you know looking after the new mother right and yes. sort of releasing her of duties of you know going shopping and like a holistic the, approach to exactly mm. i think i could yeah. buy into that idea i think that's what we should tell our future generations of, of moms who are coming into this like you know motherhood thing that yeah this is a time to take care of you to celebrate mm. you coming yeah. into being a mom yeah. right. this is us as a community taking care of you giving you food yes. you know giving you a nice massage yeah, yeah. take this herbal bath you know don't lift a finger to right. do the laundry <laughs> or the dishes let your husband yes. or your and do it you know right, yeah. right right yeah and not not uh, on a not to shame anybody also I feel there's a lot of this kind of like shaming uh, culture that goes along with it some people are so for confinement that when they hear their friends not do it they're like why didn't you do that oh mm. my gosh do you know what's going to happen to you after that blah 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 because I, I know of a friend who of a friend who had ice cream during oh. her confinement so it was another, so this friend of mine was like oh my god she's crazy <laughs> but it, it's like you have to have a bit of leniency I yeah. guess in certain areas like for, exactly, yeah. And of course, you're not going to have ice cream every single day. It's just probably, you know, you stress enough. You have enough stress taking care of a baby. Maybe just this one time you give in a little bit. For me, I even though I did go through the whole confinement, I still went out for, you know, like doctor's appointments, go to the polyclinic, um, get the jabs done and all that. And I even snuck out uh, for a newborn photo shoot. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't tell my mom until we actually did it. And then we came back. Um, but yeah, but my family had a very casual approach to it I feel like my, my mom just had made sure okay you so you have your food covered you have your massages covered okay I think you'll be I think you'll be good every once in a while I'll come over check on you uh, help you with the baby if you need but otherwise she pretty much let me kind of find my own groove and then get in the start off this whole motherhood thing so that I would feel I think accomplished that I did it pretty much myself just me and my husband I think that was what she was going for because she had a similar uh, experience after having kids so young so yeah alright ladies I think that was a really really good conversation on all things confinement or should we call it something else if you want to <laughs> make it sound nicer but thank you so much thank you to both of you for coming down and speaking about this um, I think it's really important for everyone to know their options as well you know giving birth in Singapore and taking care of themselves afterwards because we all know postpartum is not a walk in the park and um, we all need the rest but also we need the socialization with friends uh, so now you know okay um, you can find Gracie on Instagram and keep up with her colourful 
artistic life uh, and you know all things kid friendly with us on Sassy Mama Singapore. Bye. <laughs> Thanks so much for listening. We hope you enjoyed this episode. If you have any feedback or suggestions, do drop us an email at sassy at sassymamasg.com or find us on social media. We are Sassy Mama Singapore on Facebook and Sassy Mama SG on Instagram. This has been Sassy Mama Unfiltered. Thank you.